So over the last couple of uh, days and maybe Sundays as well, we've been uh, trying to look at, at Christmas from a slightly more adult perspective. I know it's great that we've young people here, great, and all that, but um, you'll get the Christmas version, of the, the child's version of Christmas anyway. The adult's version of Christmas we don't hear very often, you know, how relevant this is to, to us as grown-ups, right, that God would become man, that Jesus as such would step down from his throne in heaven to take on a human nature like ours in order to bring that to the cross. You know, it's, this, is, this is momentous stuff. This is, this is as big as it gets. Uh, and so this season of Christmas is, is another step forward in, in, in that process. The Lord now, who has been in Our Lady for nine months, now becomes visible to the world. And that human nature that he has, that human body that he has now is, is going to grow and develop and he's going to become a man, knowing all the time that the reason he comes, the reason he comes is, is for that, is for Easter, is for the cross. The reason he comes is so that you and I can get to heaven. And there's another aspect to that which I find uh, interesting. I was writing, uh, someone wrote to me there during the week uh, and said something I, I'd, never, I'd never really heard before. But she said, isn't it interesting how in the Garden of Eden, right, Adam and Eve walked with God. So like they, they had this kind of father-child relationship with God. They lacked, they lacked nothing. Everything was good. You know, God was there with them. Everything that existed was for them. They were not hungry. To be really clear about that, they weren't hungry. Every bush and tree and everything that existed was theirs. They could have eaten from anything they wanted. Oh, every single bush and tree bar one. Previous to this, though, the enemy, the other fella, red legs, spiky tail, whatever you want to call him, uh, hey, hmm? <laughs> right? <laughs> the devil, um, sees God and actually cannot stand the fact that God, who is all-powerful and almighty, is going to become a baby, a harmless little child, inferior to an angel. So an angel, an angel is, an angel is they're, they're better than us, basically. Right? So they, have a, they have a higher nature than us, higher intelligence than us, closer proximity to God than us, so they're, they're, they're better than us, if you will. It's, sorry, it's really simple to put it that way, but you get the point. So if, if God now, so I'm, if I'm Lucifer, and I'm serving God, that kind of makes sense because God is above me. But if I'm Lucifer, now I have to serve a child, a human being, someone who's less than me, I will not serve. And so what, what the enemy, what Satan the devil, forfeits in, in that moment is this kind of f even father-son relationship, even with God, like God is father to, to all of creation. So the one thing that that the devil really hates about God is his fatherhood. So then the one thing that the enemy is going to tempt our world and our families and our priests to do is to abandon their fatherhood because he can't stand fatherhood. It reminds him of God. It reminds him of what he gave away. It reminds him of what he lost. Right? So he walked away from this relationship between himself and, and God as father. So he, cannot, he doesn't want us to have it either. Did you ever have that kind of like a sour grapes kind of thing? You know, if you are aiming for these grapes, you can't get them. You say, yeah, they're probably sour anyway. So nobody should touch them. No one. No one should try. No one should have a relationship with God the Father because I can't have one. You want the whole world to be spoiled. You have to be deprived of that because you are. You know, so it's a, it's a vicious kind of a thing. So this is, this is very, very deliberate on the part of the enemy to take down fatherhood. He who abandoned it, him, abandoned it himself, this father-son relationship, he wants us to be deprived of it as well. And so that's why he 
absolutely aims to hammer fatherhood and priesthood because of fatherhood. You take, you take down the father of the family, the family gets lost. Take priests out of the church, the church starts to get lost. We start to go all, all sorts of different directions, all sorts of different opinions. Um, and this, is, this isn't me as a man boasting that we're men, but this is just the way the Lord set things up. And, I mean, if you ask any mother that I know, what a blessing it is if the dad of the family will say, lads, we're going to mass into the car. Whereas if she has to drag the kids out and kind of half drag the husband as well, like, you know, like, why am I the only one trying to do this? If we consider this relationship with God something important, why aren't you helping me? You know, so, so why don't um, we, you know, this isn't a, about a kind of a sexist attitude to, 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 to the various roles within a family. But if a father says, right, lads, we're going to mass into the car now, it does have a different authority. If you think I'm wrong, we'll talk about it later. But, uh, okay, very good. So, so Jesus comes, Jesus then comes, right, to reestablish this relationship with the Father, right? He comes to rebuild this relationship with our Heavenly Father, which then afterwards, then successive generations, we start to, to, to discover within the church, hence in the creed, I believe in one God, the Father. It's the first thing we say about him. Okay, so this, this fatherhood of God is so, so, so important. When Philip says, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus said, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been such a long time with you. He who has seen me has seen the Father. Jesus comes to reveal the Father. No one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Jesus reveals the Father. So Jesus wants to reestablish this, this friendship, this relationship with the Father. Dying on the cross bridges the gap between us and the Father. So it's, it's, all, it's all to bring us back into this, this family of God, this, this communion with God again. That which Satan can't stand. Because he doesn't want to serve a God or Father who he thinks is less than him. And this is, this is, so, this is so, so important for us to, to, to see how... Uh, critical what, what happens here in, 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 in the Kraber, in the Christmas season is. It's, uh, it's essential to know how, how, um, how important this is. I received a letter from a girl a while ago and uh, she was speaking about her relationship with, with her father or if I'm honest the lack thereof you know, she doesn't have a relationship with her dad. And so she wrote a little letter, and the letter is entitled, What If? And she writes, What if I had a dad, someone who teaches me things that my mom can't teach me? What if I had a dad who embarrasses me and tells stupid dad jokes that you try not to pay attention to? What if I had a dad to show me what it was like to be treated well by a man? Instead, I think it's normal to be used and just be thrown to the side like I never existed. Because even though I don't know you, that is exactly what you taught me. That being a mistake and absent is normal. What if I just even had someone to call that? Someone I could run to if I was scared or hurt? What if I had a, do a dad to hug and comfort me? And that particular person isn't just writing about the absence of a father. 
in successive conversations, she wonders, well, if she's a mistake, is there any real point in her being here at all? That's how deep this, this father wound goes, you know? You take away the father and, and the, result, the result is catastrophic. The result is horrific. And so this Christmas season, there's so much more going on than just Christmas trees and wreaths and presents. There's, there's a, a real rebuilding of a relationship between us and the Father, which is made possible in Jesus' humanity. That's what's going on here. That's what's happening. So in order for us to get back into a relationship with the Father, we need Jesus to lead the way. We need Jesus to build that gap, build that bridge. We need Jesus to forgive us. We need his mercy. There's no other way. There's no other way to the Father. And that's what Christmas is about. So today we ask St. Joseph, in a very particular way, he who is the father of, of the Holy Family, he to whom the Holy Family is entrusted, we ask him to guide our church and guide our society and guide our, our young men that they can be united with the Father and learn from him what it means to be a father, what it means to be a man of faith, what it means to be someone who loves selflessly, what it means to love self-sacrificially. We pray for the healing of families. We pray for the healing of any heart that has been hurt by men who didn't live up to their, to their calling. We pray, Lord, that this Christmas will be a renewal of fatherhood. Amen.